Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. The schemes have been good. You know, we changed up some of the schemes again this week. And, um, you know, they're getting on the right guys. They're getting up to the second level. Uh, we're getting some guys on the ground, creating some space for the for the runners. But, you know, it's always a combination with the tight ends being able to uh, to do a good job in, in either cutting a guy off or getting him reached to the front side. And then, um, uh, you know, and then CJ's done, done a great job as well. Football. That's right. It is State of Kirk Cousins Wednesday here in a pecking order on Purple Daily. But that's Mike Zimmer talking about the guys in the trenches offensively that make it all work. And he mentioned C.J. Ham. You know what? C.J. Ham's the guy that we don't talk about enough. I think we should cheers a Corona Hard Seltzer, oh, yeah. Declan, to our fullback friend C.J. Ham for opening up holes. I, I love opening up uh, the holes, opening up the blocking. Even, you know what? He'll go on a wheel route sometimes. And oh, like, yeah. what, what fullback do you, can you name that goes into wheel Football. route mode? Okay? That is some serious football right there. You know what they're doing? They're probably just dangling a Corona Hard Seltzer right. in front of him like those Greyhound races. That's it's way up high. You can't that's, see uh, it. Actually, that's me on Friday night when I'm like roaming my apartment. There's just a little guy on the top of my head, and I'm just circling it's a mango. Around. It's a mango Corona Hard oh, I'm gonna Seltzer. Get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Because <laughs> this month and every month throughout the year, discover Corona Hard Seltzer. It's the only hard seltzer made with pure beach vibes with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors, such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spiked, Sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, 90 calories, zero sugar, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Football. Well, we've we've had a lot of success running the football. I think that's got a lot to do with the. T- I think the tight ends have blocked well. Obviously, Dalvin's played really well, and uh, um, Alexander Madison, uh, you know, C.J. Ham has done a nice job blocking. And you know, for the most part, we're getting on the right guys and and uh, creating some space uh, for those guys. And Kirk's doing a good job getting us in the right play. And Kirk. I'm pretty sure we brought this up yesterday too. I'm, the more I hear that sound bite, by the way, Purple Daily, Mackie, Judd, Declan, you can find us in audio form, podcast form on Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. Go ahead and subscribe to those podcast feeds if you could. And uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast. We also have Mackie and Judd, our other podcast where you can also find that Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com and youtube.com slash scorenorthmn. Um, 
I feel like Mike Zimmer is literally complimenting Kirk Cousins for being able to call plays in the Easily, huddle. Dude. Handoff to Delvin. Yeah, he's saying he's getting us. <laughs> he's ba- he's basically saying that he's taking what Gary Kubiak tells him in his helmet in the huddle, and he is doing a good job yeah. of articulating that and then taking the football and handing it off to Delvin that's Cook. Good. That's exactly what he's saying. That's good. You know what? The last couple of weeks, that's all you need to do. When you have a running back playing at the level that Dalvin Cook is and the defense can't stop it, like your plan A is let's just keep running it down their throats. And to, to this point, the Packers and the Lions have not been able to do anything about that. Can I ask a question? In football, do you need to, if, if every team knows, and right now they do, what the Vikings are going to do, do, do you need to do the elaborate play calls? Like Scheme 87, Red 19, <laughs> Green 13, Abra, 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 Mercedes, Mercedes, Mer- like, do you need all, all that, or do you just go, guys, <laughs> guys, Dalvin on three. <laughs> Dalvin, well, Dalvin, 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 hot, 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 Dalvin. Remember, did you guys, uh, so my, my last year, of I, I played baseball through high school, but I my last year of football was like, it was either eighth or ninth grade. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Do you guys remember what like your play calls were early on in your, did you guys ever play like youth football or I, no? I played offensive line, but then they, they cut me and they never played me. So I, I never played You football. played offensive line? No, it was a complete joke. Oh, okay. I've never played football <laughs> yeah. a game. Dog, life. he was a pull <laughs> <laughs> he, he was a pulling guard, Declan yeah. Goff. But like the play calls, like when you first get into football, it's like sweep right, yeah, sweep yeah. left, sure, dive middle, right. That's pretty much what the Vikings can call right now, Dalvin. Uh, but I mean, you gonna... could just get up to the line and say thirty-three. Dalvin Cook's gonna get yeah. the ball, hot, hot, hot. So this is a good segue. Every Wednesday we do a state of Kirk Cousins discussion. He's the most important and highest paid player on the team, and uh, and really like the. The direction of the franchise, even though Dalvin Cook has been their most valuable offensive contributor and he's just been the key cog in getting the Vikings back on the winning track, Kirk Cousins is still the most important figure for the team in that he takes up such a high percentage of your salary cap. And at some point, when a defense, maybe Chicago on Monday, decides, listen, Dalvin ain't running for 200 today. We're going to put everybody on the roster in the box if needed and make Kirk, like at some point, it's going to come back around to Kirk because there's, the Vikings have run this formula before in the Brad Childress era before Brett Favre. They they ran the formula in 2012 when Peterson ran for 2000. And there are stops along the way, even in the great running seasons, where, and you can point to other teams too, where a defense says, enough is enough today. That guy's not beating us. And it comes back to Kirk. So um, I want to go through a couple different Kirk Cousins nuggets here and then just get your thoughts on where the Vikings and Kirk Cousins stand as a, as a pairing. According to Pro Football Focus, Kirk is actually the 11th highest graded quarterback in the entire league. He's behind only, let's see, Kyler Murray, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Dak Prescott before the injury, uh, Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. He's just ahead of Drew Brees, Joe Burrow, Ben Roethlisberger, Justin Herbert. So your thoughts, when I throw that at you right now, Pro Football Focus, they've been evaluating everything all season. They say Kirk's kind of like the 11th best quarterback in the NFL. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are the last two games, he has been absolutely perfect for what he should do, and his his um, rating is going up because of that. So I'm not surprised. The more Dalvin thrives, the, the more in the world that you just gave me, Phil, Kirk is going to go up because he's actually doing his job and he's fine. Now, the key is, the more that you actually have to lean back on Kirk, the more that goes down. I think you've kind of nailed it here. And that here's and here's the other nugget that I want to bring up. 
Kirk Cousins when running play action versus Kirk Cousins when he's not running play action. It's the difference between a guy who looks like an MVP candidate sometimes, play action Kirk, and no play action Kirk, which is sort of like no safety net, dude. You're the quarterback. You got to drop back and you got to make it happen, right? Mm -hmm. When he runs play action this season, he has the ninth best pass rating in the NFL at 111.1, which is really, really good, obviously. When he doesn't run play action, that number drops by 22 points to 89.9, and he drops to 22nd in the NFL with seven interceptions on non-play action throws. Uh, so he he is truly and uniquely connected to the success of the Vikings running game. And so what, what happens is when the Vikings are running the ball so well, and, and even just like the threat of them running the ball so well, and yes. then they're using play action and bootlegs and getting Kirk out and just sort of survey, like he knows when he turns around, he knows there's a tight end or there's an Adam Thielen or a Justin Jefferson, and the defense has bit on the play action. Those are sort of insulated and and scripted situations where he can thrive. And so he deserves credit for taking advantage of those insulated, scripted situations at a high level, not just this year, but the last couple of years too. Mm-hmm. When you start to get away from that, and it's more just like, all right, hey, we're down by 10, and they're taking away the run game, and we're going to run shotgun, and you got to find some guys. That's when he starts to look uh, much, much, much less like a fringe top 10 quarterback. So I think we've kind, of, like, we've kind of seen all the sides of Kirk now in two and a half years, and, and the way the Vikings are using him right now, it kind of shows you, I'll just say it, like they know that he's not the guy to lead them, they know that he's not the guy necessarily even beyond 2020. Yes. Um, they're just trying to put him in the best situation to draft off of Dalvin Cook. Yeah. If this was a NASCAR race, it's, it's Dalvin's, in the, Dalvin's in the lead. Just sort of follow Dalvin. It's Peterson in, in his prime. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Um, Kirk Cousins is two things. I mean, th- this is... I'm conflicted in some ways because there are good things about him that he can do well. But I've said both of the following things for a few years now, and I firmly believe them to be true. He handles the position, and he plays it like a corporate quarterback. He is a corporate quarterback. He's the type of guy who's going to say the right things. You install him, and he looks the part big time. Like, if you were were to um, uh, cast him in a movie at QB, it would be very like, oh, yeah, I can totally see that. The second thing, and I've said this as well, he is a puppet string quarterback. If I can play the puppet strings, he's going to be successful. But if we have to cut those strings and say, go out there and do this now, it's going to be a disaster. And it's that simple. And But this, get, this gets back to the heart of the problem that the Vikings truly have, okay? Keenum, at his best, was still too irresponsible for the head coach's liking. He was a fun QB to watch, and we I think we all across the board agreed that what he did in 2017 was not sustainable. But in that year, he was really damn good, right? But he was irresponsible. He would do things where you said, eventually, this is going to bite you in the ass. And eventually, in the conference title game, it did. Yeah. So what did they go out and do? They went out and actually got a quarterback who is very good at executing, went on puppet strings, the system that the head coach loves, which is give me a star running back, give me a quarterback who's going to to be controlled almost completely when things are going well, and it's going to be fine. The problem is very simple. It's the payday. So now, now 
you are paying a quarterback to be a star to actually, I mean, Kirk Cousins is the definition at his best, Phil. I mean, there's no questioning this. He is the definition of what we have always called a game manager, right? Yes. Like at his best, that's what he does. And that's great. And if he was making 12 mil, I think we'd all be thrilled. We'd all be like, this is great. Yes. So this is where I'm conflicted because you're actually, you're, you're paying him as a star. You are basically paying him as a guy who on Sundays goes out there and wins games if, if need be at times by himself, but he can't do that. You're paying him like that. But what you're getting at his best is a guy who can manage the game around the fact that Dalvin Cook is your star. Yeah. I mean, he has – here's another nugget for you, okay? And this is just more evidence that the Vikings know he's not the guy. And by the guy, I mean, like, you, what you just said is right. He's not the guy that's going to be the reason why you win football games on a regular basis. He's there to drive a car, like, sit in the car. The engine's got a ton of horsepower. Um, like, just don't crash the car, Right. And and this is amazing. The Vikings have the second fewest pass attempts of any team in the NFL this year. In part because Dalvin Cook's amazing, but also in part because they don't trust Kirk to not crash the vehicle after the ten interceptions in the first half. So he, I mean, he really is Brad Johnson. He like there's there's like two or three Brad Johnsons in every era of of football. Like Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer, and then name another guy from like the late nineties, early two thousands. And right now. The the like the the game manager the high profile game manager types are probably Kirk Cousins maybe even Ryan Tannehill like Ryan Tannehill yeah. really taking advantage of a great system and circumstances in Miami and then you can probably name somebody else too that's the bin that he's in and I don't think I don't think that's a terrible thing like you'd rather have somebody who you know can at least like get in the vehicle and not be a total disaster yep. than a Christian Ponder or you know what like what Sam Darnold has become with the Jets. But it all comes down to percentage of the salary cap, and that's the that's the issue. Like if you had a if you had a guy that was making like thirty million dollars less, and like you're not going to crash the car, but you have a Dalvin, a Justin, you got an Adam Thielen, and you have defense and an offensive line. But the Vikings don't have enough cap space to fix some of those problems. So now he can can he change this narrative if he comes out and slings it at Chicago and is the reason why the Vikings win a Monday night game against a tough division opponent, or are you set in stone with your Kirk Cousins? Um, I guess, opinion. I'm pretty set in stone because I've seen this film repeatedly. So, like, if he does it once, um, that that's why I think that the Saints playoff win w- was so encouraging because he did make that throw in that game, and you said, oh, wow, that's that's it. That's the... But you need to do that repeatedly in big games. And, and if he could put together a slew of come-from-behind fourth quarter comebacks i guess it could change but i don't think i don't think that's him i don't think that that's him he is just he is a for the most part when controlled correctly he is a safe option but again and and the problem too is i think this discussion would would be entirely tolerable if this show were on circa 1992 like I think we'd, we'd be like, oh, Cook is great. This is fantastic. It's a running league. His big shoulder pads look fantastic. Um, but it's not. It's 2020. And I keep coming back to this point, and I think it's going to ultimately be important. Dalvin Cook's fantastic. But you have the Justin Jefferson car sitting in the garage for the most part. 
And he's phenomenal. I mean, I don't think that they stumbled upon this. Well, he's pretty good, but I don't know. I need to see a lot more. I've seen enough to say, wow, show me more. Let's let's get this thing out on the freeway. Let's hightail this car. Let's see what this car can do. Um, and they literally are scared to, Phil. Like, they're scared to. And this is not a Justin Jefferson problem. This is a... The guy driving the car might crash it, and oh my god! And so let's and so let's run the Dalvin car to its basically, unfortunately, mm-hmm. to its football demise. And and if it's nineteen eighty nine, I think we'd be like, well, it's not ideal, but you know what? You can win a Super Bowl. Yeah. But I'm sorry, you you have an ingredient. You have an ingredient in Jefferson, in my mind, that is no question potentially part of a Super Bowl stew, and like a big part, like an important part. And you literally are looking at the chef and saying, don't use that ingredient too much because I don't trust you not to screw that that up. And that's a real problem. Because you know, I know there's a lot of people that, that listen and watch this show on a daily basis that are that, that think we're too hard on Kirk and that like all you guys do, even in a win against the Lions, like you can't give Kirk the praise. And I and I just to speak to that section of, of Vikings fans for a second. Mm-hmm. The reason why I am hard on Kirk personally is because I envision this team and I'm putting myself like, all right, in the what if uh, mindset of you've got these great skill position players, your defense is being coached up better and you've got you actually have some really good young talent on defense that's going to keep getting better if Daniil Hunter comes back too. And it looks like you might have found a couple cornerstones on your offensive line with Garrett Bradbury and, and Brian O'Neill for sure and Ezra Cleveland. Imagine if you had, instead of an albatross contract and a limited quarterback with all these things, imagine if you had a Justin Herbert or a Kyler Murray or or a Tua, right? Yeah. You know, it's no longer 20 years ago where it's it's like 30% that you're going to nail your first-round draft pick quarterback. It's just a total crapshoot, and most of the guys don't pan out. This league is set up for young quarterbacks to come in. Justin Herbert? Dude's never played in the NFL before. Look at that guy. Every single week, he's just ridiculous. And Joe Burrow, like, Joe Burrow has some of the worst infrastructure in the league in Cincinnati. He just comes out and he slings it every single week. The Vikings have pretty good infrastructure. They have they have a good front office. They have a good coach. They have they have great skill position players. And, like, they, they're not a train wreck franchise, you know, having a down year. But imagine if you were to take what the Vikings currently have at quarterback and replace it with any number of these high upside and rookie contract mobile quarterbacks coming out in 2021 and how much a, how much more exciting it would be to watch. Cause you'd be rooting for like the net, like the five year upside of that player, but just how much better, you know, we, I think we cling so much to what we have and we get it, you know, cause like look at Miami, all the, all the, all the consternation about, well, Ryan Tannehill, or I'm sorry, uh, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Well, what, you know, what what happens if two is terrible? Like, or in Kansas City, well, Alex Smith was playing pretty well. Like, how could you? They're eleven and five with Alex Smith. How could you? How could you just jettison Alex Smith for this rookie quarterback? And it feels the same way in Minnesota right now. Well, I mean, Kirk, you know, Kirk threw some interceptions, but he throws like four thousand yards a season, and it's like you guys. It's not that risky to move on from Alex Smith and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Kirk Cousins. In fact, it's a bigger risk to not go for the high upside rookie mobile guy if your goal is to win a Super Bowl. You're not going to win a Super Bowl with Alex Smith and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Kirk Cousins, especially if they make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. So like let's 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 get rid of this risk mindset of, well, I don't know, if you get rid of Kirk, what are you going to 
What, what, what are you going to land? Look at all these first round quarterbacks that come out every year. You might land a you might land a Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. You might you might land a Kyler Murray type if you just open your mind to the possibility of a good. You might land a Lamar Jackson. That dude was a, was the thirty second pick in the draft. He was available for everybody late in the first round. For God's sakes, right? So that's where I'm at with this. Like, just imagine adding that dynamic and that component to a team that has a lot of good pieces, if not great pieces, around it. I got two points um, because I, I do think it's fair to uh, start also with your point, which is people that watch and and tune into this show are basically like you guys always rip cousins. I'm tired of that. I'd like to I'd like to pivot to people not seeing this as a Kirk rip. I'd like to pivot to people seeing this as a praise of a guy like Justin Jefferson, who I want to see. Like, this is a special talent. I can't articulate enough uh, in the little that we've seen that this is, this this might be, and I'm going to go out a little bit on a uh, limb here, but this in some ways feels to me like 1998 and Moss, but you don't trust Cunningham. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Randall. Um, this is a great point. We can't throw the ball to Randy. We just can't. And Moss would be like, What? What and and think about that because Moss needed someone to throw him the football. Like if they had put training wheels on the quarterback back then, um, he doesn't have that year. The franchise doesn't really pivot and change. Yep. And, and this kid feels special. This kid feels special. Um, now I think that they're being a little bit too cautious in some ways because of this. Thielen is still there. They're a guy. And I think Thielen needs, he's good, but Thielen needs Cousins to throw accurate passes for him to catch the ball. My point about Jefferson is I think he's more like Moss. I think he could make Kirk look good, and they're not allowing that. Um, But it's also important to point out that we should not lose sight of, of the fact, and we do not think that it was a personality clash, and that's important here. We should not lose sight of the fact that Stephon Diggs forced his way out. Stephon Diggs is a very good player. Mm-hmm. He is he is probably what? Top five receiver in this entire league. Is Agreed. that fair to say? Yeah. And he was with the Vikings too. Okay. By the way. And he, he for, just didn't get the chance. And he and, and he looked at things as they're run offensively and said, I can't play here. That's too good, good a player for, for the team and the fan base just to be like, well, that's fine. Mm-hmm. No, it's not fine. Something went really wrong there. And Jefferson looks fantastic. But guess what? I don't blame that kid if he goes home after being targeted, I believe, three times against the Detroit Lions and privately says, what was that? What was that? The other point, Phil, quarterback-wise, where where I've gone now is if Zimmer is going to be the coach of this team for the next, let's say, three years. Let's say five years, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't even – now, I'm with you. I would like to see a young, exciting QB who progresses, drafted, and cultivated, all right? But we are literally watching an offense where you could bring in a veteran solid QB and pay him a very reasonable to moderate salary, and he could do the same things that Kirk is being asked to do now. Keep in mind, Keenum was considered too high risk. Kirk actually is not. Mm -hmm. He'd prefer not to be. But I can can go find you in March, a quarterback off the street to replace Kirk as long as Dalvin is healthy and doing Dalvin things, okay? who could do the same things that Kirk is doing, and I could probably pay that quarterback about 10 mil for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I want to make it very clear. To me, what we are doing is we are not ripping Kirk. 
We are, in my opinion, looking at Justin Jefferson, who God has blessed with talent and who I would like to see that talent. And somebody internally at TCO Performance Center is saying, can't do it. Don't trust it. It's true. Football. Hey, we're going to get back to the show in just a second, but a quick shout out to Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated is here to help business owners. And they've been uh, they've been helping business owners in the state of Minnesota for over 100 years during pandemic periods and non-pandemic periods. It really just helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. And remember, at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. It is uh, It is true. Um, it, I love your 1998 comparison because they actually did start that season with Brad Johnson, sort of the 20 years ago equivalent to Kirk Cousins. And, and, Brad, and Brad Johnson, even before he got hurt, was at least slinging it to Randy Moss, right? They oh, were, yeah. First I, game, I'd have to go back and look Tampa at the Bay touchdown. No, you're exactly right. So uh, I, maybe the numbers would say otherwise in terms of like targets, but... Yeah, but they said, all right, um, Randall, Randall Cunningham gets a ton of praise, rightfully so, for how he looked in 1998, but throwing it up in the air 50 different times for Randy Moss to run underneath it, a lot of quarterbacks, just given empowerment, could do something like that. Um, I want to, just in terms of one more point before we get to our pigskin pecking order on the young quarterbacks, and just one more point off the the risk of, well, you can't, you know, you can't. Is it uh, a bird in the hand is worth more than two, whatever? Uh, What's the, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to screw it up if I. Yeah. Uh, This is the, if you go back and look at the first round draft pick quarterbacks, the last handful of years, I went back, I went to, I I looked at the last 17 first round draft uh, pick quarterbacks going back to like 2016, right? 10 of them are franchise quarterbacks. So 10 of 17 within three years or four years. You could already deem as like they they are absolute hits, okay? Joe Burrow, Tua, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, uh, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff. I am putting Carson Wentz, even though he's having a down season. Carson Wentz has been really good. Yeah. Was up for MVP conversation before he got hurt in the Super Bowl season. I think there are two, only two out of seventeen. I think are flat busts. I think Mitchell Trubisky's a bust, and I think Josh Rosen's a bust. And then there's five other guys I would put in the jury still out category. Uh, uh, Jordan Love hasn't even played yet. Daniel Jones, jury still out. He was just drafted last year. I think Dwayne Haskins, Sam Darnold, and Baker Mayfield. The jury is still out on all those guys. Sure. So again, well, what's what's the risk? Well, seventeen quarterbacks drafted. Ten of them are fran- like just straight franchise quarterbacks on rookie contracts right now. So imagine a world in which any of these guys, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, even Jared Goff before he signed the, he's off his rookie contract, I think starting next year, maybe it's this year. Um, Justin Herbert, like imagine these dudes in a Vikings uniform finding Justin Jefferson. And guess what they can all do? They can hand off to Dalvin Cook too. That's the beauty. Absolutely. It doesn't take anyone special to hand off to Dalvin Cook. Absolutely. Now, but what if you get stuck with a Daniel Jones? Well, it happens. You'll probably still go ten and six because <laughs> guess what? And guess what? Makes you're a not lot doing. less money. Exactly. You're not paying him. <laughs> so that's the that's the important thing here. You're not paying him. Exactly. So any final thoughts on the state of Kirk Cousins for? No, I just I just I'm going to come back to to the point until he has breakout games. Justin Jefferson. I want to see him more. Like I don't. 
Cook is great, but I mean, it makes no sense to have a player who is clearly as talented as this kid is and be afraid, and they are, be afraid to use him. Amen. Amen. Football. Gentlemen, every Wednesday we also give our top 10 teams in the NFL in order. It's called the Pigskin Packing Order, and it is presented by our friends at Corona Hard Seltzer. Spiked, sparkling, water, natural fruit, uh, fruit flavors, and you can find four flavors. We enjoy all of them. Mango is my favorite. If I had a, a pecking order of Corona Hard Seltzer flavors, mango would be in the number one spot. Judd, I know you're not a big seltzer guy, but if yeah. you had to pick between those flavors, that intrigues you the most. So it's blackberry lime, okay. it's lime, okay. cherry, and mango. Which one would Judd Zolgad take a stab at? Lime, cherry. I probably would go cherry, but I might go lime. I, I like lime. Mm-hmm. I like lime. I'm probably um, slightly leaning right now towards a cherry. Okay. So I'd probably go cherry, lime, and then the other two after that if if I had to list them in a pecking order. And how would you rank your top 10 NFL teams, Judd? All right. I'm the only guy who writes these out on paper, so allow me. (laughs) Pecking order right there. All right. Falling out for me. And they'll be out. They'll be back in. It's fine. Falling out. The Indianapolis Colts. Five and three. I actually like them. Yeah, they're, they're um, good. They're still good. Yeah, they're 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 fine, but they're they're gone. Still out. <laughs> by the way, week two of my ban for them, the Packers. Yeah, they got to earn their way back. That's six and oh, two, okay. and that San Francisco win meant nothing. I got him in. That was the 49ers JV. That game being played signifies that the National Football League, COVID be damned, is going to get through this. Um, so they're still out, close but not in quite yet. The Las Vegas Raiders. Five and three. They're they're teetering though. They're they're getting close. All right. So my uh pigskin pecking order top ten, starting at number ten, falling from number four. Ooh. Ooh, do they look bad? Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow, big punishment. Six and three. They yeah, I mean, you know what? Losing to uh, to the Saints, Phil, is fine. But not showing up and playing that poorly on both sides of the football was just embarrassing. So Tampa Bay is number 10. Number 9 falling three spots, and they'll probably fall out again at some point in time here. Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals at 5-3. and three. Lost to the Dolphins. Um, I love Kyler. I really do. Cardinals, I think, are going to be good eventually here. Probably won't be this year. So they're number nine. Number eight, moving into the rankings for the first time, I think, this year. They've won four consecutive games. They beat the Cardinals. And by the way, in point differential, gentlemen, they're plus 61 now. That's damn impressive. The Miami Dolphins are number eight. Wow. Mm-hmm. The Miami right. Dolphins, who I can All name right. I can name their quarterbacks and almost no one else from their team, basically, as far as players go. They are, are number eight. Number seven. Moving up one spot, the Tennessee Titans at six and two. Moving up from ten to six, they've only lost two games. Stephon Diggs and the Buffalo Bills, so they are number six. Number five, falling from number three, they probably should have fallen farther, but this league is just so weird. Mm-hmm. The Seattle Seahawks at six and two, uh, going from seven to four because they did spank the Buccaneers so badly. The Saints. Uh, the Saints are coming. I think this. I think the Saints before yeah, this is all legit. said and done might be the class of the conference. Yeah. Yep. Slow start. Michael Thomas is back, and now now we find right. out who they are, exactly. and, and we started to find out. And Drew Brees now, and yeah. Okay, so my top three are all AFC representatives. Number three going up from number five, the Baltimore Ravens, and then my top two hold steady. Pittsburgh undefeated, but I still have them at two. 
because I have the Chiefs number one at eight and one. So I go Chiefs, Steelers, Ravens, Saints, and Seahawks are my top five. Bills, Titans, Dolphins moving in, uh, Cardinals, and Bucks. Interesting. All right, we, we're pretty similar. I I did bump the Colts slightly out. The Cardinals are knocking on the door. The Rams and Niners are knocking on the door, just depending on health and whatnot. I've got the Dolphins number ten. This is their first appearance, I believe, in my pick and packing order. They look better with Tua. Like everyone's all like, "Oh my God, you're going to this rookie." Yeah, look at that dude's one of the best quarterbacks we've seen under the age of like twenty three, and uh, here he is, healthy and bringing the Dolphins to another. I I did put the Packers back in. Their punishment is over. They're number nine, but they are definitely on probation because they tend to get their butts popped in the mouth with uh, with a flurry of fists, and then they just like quit playing. Aaron Rodgers is a classic front running great quarterback. He's still one of the all time greats. But Packers number nine, Titans number eight. Uh, I'll fly through this year. Ravens number seven. I don't fully buy the Ravens as a top, top contender because Lamar Jackson is not the same quarterback he was last true. year. Yeah, good point. So I'm just a little bit, I know the Ravens beat the Colts, and it was actually his first ever come from behind second half victory. Mm-hmm. So I just need to see a little bit more from Lamar Jackson. I have the Bills at number six. Super. It's such a weird dynamic watching the Bills score a ton of points and have a shaky defense. Usually it's the other way around, but uh, this is kind of the Bills from 30 years ago, uh, although they had a great defense 30 years ago. The Buccaneers, I'm not punishing too much. That was the ugliest performance by a good team all year. And so they're also on probation and they've and they've dropped to the fringe of my top five. I still think they're a Super Bowl contender, but oof, that was ugly. Number four, Seahawks. Not gonna punish them too much either. They were banged up. Number three, I got the Saints jumping all the way up into the top three. Steelers two, Chiefs one, for obvious reasons. So Chiefs, Steelers, Saints, Seahawks, Bucks, Bills, Ravens, Titans, Packers, Dolphins. All Dex. right. I am putting the Packers back at number 10. Yes, that was the JV squad in San Francisco, but I expect you to beat the JV squad like that. So they are back, but yes, they will have to earn their way back up into the top five, but they're number 10 for me. Cardinals number nine with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray and Tua went into a shootout mode. That was a super fun game. I like what the Cardinals are doing. I think they're a fun team to watch. They're not perfect, but they belong in the top 10. The Bucks fall all the way to eight for me after that, absolutely laying an egg against the Saints. And keep in mind, both the, two of their losses are to, to Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. It lost week one there as well. So uh, Tampa Bay falls all the way to eight for me. The Titans are seven. Um, they almost knocked off the Steelers, uh, who are still, I think, one of the best teams in the league. And uh, Ryan Tannehill has been very good. I've been very impressed with what the Titans are doing. The Bills at number six, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are balling out. I have the Seahawks five and the Ravens four. And the reason I have that is they're basically polar opposites. Like the Ravens team is unbelievable. Lamar Jackson has, has taken a step back. Yeah. It's the opposite in Seattle. That team is pretty bad without Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's literally carrying them to victories this year. So five Seahawks, four Ravens. The Saints are number three for me. The Chiefs number two. And holding number one is still Pittsburgh because they're undefeated. I know they almost lost to Ben DiNucci and the Cowboys. But uh, I, I still have to give an undefeated DiNucci didn't team. play, man. DiNucci. He's okay. out. Yeah, it was they another. They started some it, it was random guy. Who was They've got all these QBs that I've never guy. heard of in my I, life. Okay, I still, I, I still think Kellen Morris just put on the headset. Uh, ben, the headset. Ben DiNucci's a great name. Oh, man. I can't wait for the Vikings to play them. But I do think the like Steelers. The yeah, you're going to get the red rifle. Back it's like the Godfather. That's right. Be they, careful what you wish for. Andy Dalton's about to. Oh boy, carve they, up the Vikings. They uh, killed DiNucci. They killed him. We must get revenge. Did they like cut him, or is he just a backup now? No, I just. What happened to that guy? I think he's just the water boy again. Gotcha. So yeah, my list ten through one goes Packers, Cardinals, Bucks, 
Titans, Bills, Seahawks, Ravens, Saints, Chiefs, and the Pittsburgh Steelers as your number one team. There you go. All right, that's the pigskin pecking order here on Purple Daily Football. with Mackie and Jed. Purple Positivity Thursday tomorrow. A lot of it. A lot easier than Two it was three weeks wins. ago. Yeah. Bringing it. Uh, Garrett Gilbert was the quarterback that started for the Cowboys. Wow. Who? Garrett, Garrett Gilbert, a 2014 oh, right. sixth-round pick from the St. Louis Rams. All right, Garrett, go get him, buddy. G squared. All right, thanks for hanging out with us on Purple Daily. We will see you guys tomorrow.